Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 6 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord, our stats guru and fantasy nugget. How are you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Going good. Excellent. Good to hear it. We also have Mitch Brown, our expert physio and also fantasy nugget. But, mate, you, you're coming back real strong. How are you going? I'm good, mate. I've cracked the top 10,000, so things are looking up. That's it. All systems go. Well done. So, guys, uh, let, let's crack into it. So, Mitch, you said top 10,000. How, how did you do last week? Uh, I, I cracked 1,000 for the, for the first time this year, so I had uh, 1,003, and uh, that, that gets me to my first uh, landmark for this year, which is breaking to that top 10,000, which, as you both know, took me the better part of 20 rounds last year, so we're off to a much better start. Awesome. Nick, how did you go? Yeah, good, mate. 1,003, so I'm top 3,000 now, which is good, so onwards and upwards. Ooh. That's it. And look, I got a 976 last week. I'll talk into why I got wrong about that. But uh, uh, look, I actually went backwards last week just a little bit. So I'm uh, about 600 places. So I'm about ranked 2016. Yeah, I dropped points on my bench. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to talk about that because I dropped a ton of points on my bench, unfortunately. That's, that's uh, donation to charity. Uh, I, as I said, I'm going to have to wear stay. it this week because look, I bench. Preston against what I thought would be a solid Cowboys attack, but I dropped 37 points to another 12 elsewhere, and I'm hemorrhaging around 40 points a week this far on average, boys. I'm just going to randomly pick it this week. I'm going to ask my daughter to choose a number between one and eight. I'm going to choose my bench based on that because I can't can't live with it anymore. I feel like, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start listening to the podcast the week before and actually finding a legit thing you got wrong because there's no way that's the only thing you got wrong. No, it's just week. the largest thing I got wrong, mate. I, I'm dropping, like, mate, if you if I told you something, it's like, mate, if you did this the right way around, you would gain 50 points a week. You guys would be like, oh, yeah, tell me what it is. I could pay for that service. Maybe I just got to tell people what I am, but who I'm putting on my bench versus my emergencies, they can do the opposite, make a ton of points. Anyway, I could probably sell that service. But yeah, Mitch, if you want to tell me what else I got wrong, happy to hear it. But what, uh, what did I'll you be get going, wrong? I'll be going through. Mate, I said don't chase SJ and uh, he cracked out 88 points. So sometimes you need to taste the dragon, I guess. I don't know, Dick. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, we'll, we'll speak about him later in, in more detail, but congrats to those who got on. That's it. Well, Nick, what did you get wrong, mate? Um, not too much to be honest, because um, I had um, I had to get rid of uh, Ken Murray in order to have a hooker last week because Tanner Boyd had the buy. So, um, I can't see what Murray got. What did he get this week? Eighty-seven. He really well to, yeah. So I missed out on fourteen points there, but uh, you also I'm kept Harley Smith Shields from memory. And how many points did he get? No, I traded him. Oh, did you? Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I did. Yep. Well, that's all right. In that case, yes. Okay. Well, no. Look, if you had to sell him, you had to sell him. But, yep. At least Robson followed up, right? Yeah, that was uh, pretty lucky, I think. I was expecting more of a 60. Mm. Well, look, I think uh, he, he seems to real stand in this Cowboys side. Mm. I will get to that, but there's almost no one left to talk about in, in that side apart from him. But speaking of people who do need to talk about, our Boom or Bust Leagues, guys, uh, 
let's talk about the overall green schist hooligans 1071 this week third overall well done mate if you're listening clap 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 cheese and crackers that's awesome it's huge and look in chaos mode nrlfl mad monday every monday 1078 so it's an Whoa. absolute filth in chaos mode man um and in Mitch's competitive head-to-head too, which actually I'm running, Tupu's left stains, 1,064. So it's just absolute degeneracy all around. Mitch, how about in your competitive league, number one? Mate, what? more and more of the same. Gus Bro uh, had uh, 1,069. So I don't feel quite as good about my 1,003 looking at these scores. This is a bit upsetting. And Nick, your newbie modes. Peter Griffin X with 1,049 and Eric Growth Jr. Jr. with 1,058. So really good uh, performances all around, guys. Now, you two, uh, if you win a round and you're over 1,000, you're automatically cut from newbie mode next year. Too good. Got to move you on. Yep. Okay. Well, Mitch, let's take us through some injuries, mate. What's happened? Yeah, it's a nice short list again uh, this week, fellas. So I'll try and get through it pretty quick. So we've got Helam Lukey. He's listed with a hamstring injury. We we haven't been given time frames nor the degree of injury. So the standard rules apply here. Grade one's three to four, grade two, six to eight. So we'll watch that space and see what's going on. Second row, it's not ideal, but certainly doesn't have the same implications as an outside back. Uh, Jordan McLean, exactly the same. Hamstring injury, but no time frame. So we'll watch and see with that one. As a prop, he's probably the best position in the entire team. Uh, to have this injury, and he might err on the shoulder, shorter time frames. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner, he's out with a Category 1 HIA, so that's 11 days. Franklin Pele, he's unfortunately had to have surgery on that broken arm. That's eight weeks, and God, does that bring the Bulldogs' uh, stocks, which we talked about at the start of the year, to you know near critical levels, and, and they started off with one of the best in the league at the start. Uh, speaking of, Williami Kikau, he's out with a Category 1 HIA, so he's got the 11-day stand down. Toby Rudolph, we don't know much about this. He's listed with a foot injury. At this point, we'll assume a Liz Frank or a burnt bony bruising, but I think we'll have a little bit more info on that next week, given they have the bye. Uh, Stu, I know you were saying this in the pre-podcast rundown that they'll try and hide that, and I think you're exactly right. Jaden Sewer, so he's out with a calf. Once again, we don't have gradings and timeframes. So the rules for this is generally two to three for the grade one and four to six for the grade two. So we'll just watch that space and see how he goes. Torhu Harris, so he's actually listed, but I am going to bring him up. We expect we suspected either a low-grade MCL or meniscus. It does look like it was that MCL injury. That does typically come with a two to four-week recovery. So while I do think he will play this week, given he was listed last week, there is that small chance that he could be uh, withdrawn last minute if he doesn't sort of come up healthy because he is such an important player to that team. James Fisher-Harris, so MCL sprain. We're looking at two to four weeks for him. Alex Johnson, that's Category 1 HIA, so that's that 11-day stand down. Matt Frawley, so broken hand. That's typically a four-week recovery, but we have seen players like Brandon Smith when they haven't had surgery come back in that two to three-week time frame, but that was uh, sort of very underdone and did affect his play. So if we did see that, I would be a little bit concerned about his play initially. Should he come back after four weeks, though, there shouldn't be too many problems there. Christian Chilpaludo, uh, knee injury at this point, given the time frame of three weeks, we need to assume that's a low-grade MCL, but it could be a minor meniscal injury. Again, with the position that he plays, we probably would expect some sort of impact on his performance, so I'd be waiting a couple of weeks before picking him up. 
Pendravojevic, well, he's like his big brother. He's gone down with a hamstring injury. That's a grade two. He's been listed as six weeks. And because he's a Travojevic, I reckon it's probably going to be eight. Uh, Tyson Gamble. So category one HIA for him. That's 11 days. James Tedesco, the same. And Matt Croker with his rib injury has been named. So that's the injuries for the week. We've got a few bad ones and plenty of HIAs. And with that 11-day stand down, that's starting to become a really big deal for us. It is, guys. So I guess friendly reminder, Like, I'll, let me get through the naughty corner and then we'll go through this one. So uh, three players. No one's at the judiciary tonight. So uh, we've only got three players up. We've got Delphine Kane and Marita Nucore. Same game. Same tackle, grade two dangerous contact. Uh, Dale's getting three weeks though, and Nucor is getting two. Uh, reason that uh, Finucane's getting three, I think, is because he's got prior charges. So, and Jaden Ockenball, grade two careless high tackle, gets a week. So, guys, I guess looking at all these injuries, the 11 day stand downs, and the suspensions, uh, depth comes into it even more. I know that people are slowly getting used to it with the buyers. But you can't just skate by the buys. You need to be prepared that, hey, there, what happens if, you know, this last player does cop a knock during my next game? What am I going to do the week after? Because everyone automatically gets a week off, right, Nick? Yep. Uh, anyway, I've lost Nick. But uh, Sorry, yeah, mate. I was on mute, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you talking there yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, no. That's it. All right. At least, at least you haven't gone robot mode. Uh, anyway, the other thing we've got to remind people about this week, guys, remember round 13, which is the major buy round, and round 14, which is the minor buy round. So we've still got three teams out are coming up. And the teams that we're really interested in this week, so we're talking about them a little bit more, Dolphins, Dragons, Cowboys, Warriors, Broncos, Rabbits, and Raiders. Non-origin players from these sides will play both of those games. So we're really quite interested. And especially the Dolphins and the Dragons, because if you do pick up any of their guys, they've already had a... Uh, or from the Dragons, at least, they've already had a buy. So anyway, with that in mind, let's look at the first game. Uh, we've got the Storm versus the Roosters. Nick, what's happening? Mate, um, uh, one second. I'm navigating my way there. Okay, Jerome Hughes, he's back from suspension, which sees uh, Jonah Pezzett make way. Eric Sims, who was, I think, the 18th man, he replaces Grant Anderson on the bench. Joe Marnie returns for the Roosters, who has won the race to place uh, James Tedesco at fullback. Terrell May comes in for Nafahu White's on the bench. Awesome. All right, well, Nick, how about you kick us off, mate? Uh, how about we start with the cheese? Because a lot of people sold him, mate. 33% of people got off, but he had a pretty good game. Mate, it was an all right game. Um, <clears throat> he got a 48. Uh, so he's averaging 37.7 in his three games uh, over 50 minutes. So it's likely to keep uh, increasing based on last year's 0.68 hooker PPM. Um, so if he gets that 60 minutes, which we're thinking we're targeting around a 40 average, uh, which equates to around 580K. So, And this is all conservative sort of estimating because he's on a good team. He should get the lion's share of the minutes. And um, so I think a 40 average, he could hit mid-40s. And so he's going to make heaps of money. Um, my only drawback for the cheese is that he doesn't play around 13, which just sort of hurts. A little bit. Um, Stuart, would you bring in the cheese in the next couple of weeks? 
I want to see this week. And then, yes, I am on the two-date rule with the cheese. And then he will be in my side because he is that good coverage. Because, yeah, he doesn't play round 13, which we do not like. But he does happen to play uh, round 14, which at least, which will be good. Yeah, he's definitely uh, maybe a cash um, down option. Uh, sorry, a mid-range cash down option. Um, just as a nice value pick. Um, Eli Katoa, guys, 614k, a 33, and his, his break-even to 42. So he's averaging 50 for the season and 53.3 when playing with Jerome Hughes in the first uh, three rounds. So I've got a price target around 600, uh, 750k. So I think you've got another you know, 136k to make in price rises before it's time to sell. So I just hold him uh, at the moment. Um, and the last one, guys, Sammy Walker for me. Um, nearly 700K. He's got a 65 and a break-even of 46. He just looks like a genuine keeper based on his proportion of the attacking and kicking milkshake he's getting. He's really impressed and really overshot our projections in the sort of mid-40s. He's averaging fifty, like nearly 56 this year, guys, which is just unreal. I don't think he's a must-buy, but he's definitely a solid option if you don't believe in say, Sean Johnson's durability or um, if you're not loving the amount of milkshake that Matty Burton's getting. So he's definitely um, definitely a really nice pickup, I think, and I think you can sort of bank on that um, low to mid-50s average this year. Okay. Um, and, Stu- and, he's, and he's on a good team too. So with that, 100%. it's worth talking about Sammy Walker because I know a few people are talking about SJ and we've got to put, put Sammy Walker and Burton into the same conversation because they're all different spectrums on the price point. If you're thinking about, would you get, uh, would you get Burton at like, you know, 620? Would you spend the extra 70K and get Walker? Or would you spend the extra 70 grand again and get Sean Johnson? Nick, what would you choose? Um, I wouldn't get Sean Johnson now. He's just so expensive. Considering, um, you know, we'll talk about it later again, but, um, he was seen in like a moonbird apparently, which is precautionary, but still nothing you want to say. Um, I think Mitch can sort of speak to his durability more, but I think Burton's just so cheap. Um, but we'll talk about Burton later, but really he scored a 65 this week and he had an absolute blinder. So you would have thought a blinder for Burton would probably be a 70s type of score. So um, that, Yeah, I, think- I, was, I was thinking that he just, given how dominant he was with a field goal, I would have hoped for close to an 80 like SJ, right? Yeah, but a 65 from Walker in just like a typical Walker game, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have an outstanding game where he cracked at 65. So I think that's the appeal of Walker is he can put up really nice um, despite not sort of popping off the page necessarily, if you know what I mean. Mm, that's that's why I want to have that discussion. So, yeah, look, I must say Sammy Walker is firming up a little bit for me because Burton, it's, it's still a bit hard to tag where he's at at the moment, where the squad's at. So, look, I, I definitely am liking Walker as that sort of mid-range pickup this week because I know a lot of people like me are hurting for a second half, especially if you don't want to get on the SJ train. <laughs> All right. It's too risky. Okay, so Mitch, uh, Will Warbrick, he's up to 370K, scored 33 last week. Are we just leaving him on our emergencies? Yep, as long as he's making us cash and while he's still named, Stu, I think we continue to let him sit there and... Make his money. He looks to be one of the better wingers coming through in the league, and I'm very happy to say I own him, and I'll keep him until they stop playing him. That's it. I only thing I'd say about Will Warbrick is uh, 
I wouldn't play him in your top 17 this week because he's up against a pretty tough edge for the Roosters. Yeah, he's there strictly to make us a bit of cash and he's already made us well over 100k. So I'm hoping to squeeze maybe another 50 or 60 out of him. Uh, hopefully a couple of games against softer oppositions where he can just run over his opposing winger. The like other one we last need. Week. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. The other one we need to talk about is James Tedesco. So 19 points that was uh, HIA impacted. He's at 616k with 67 breaking uh, even. The main issue, as we've spoken about before, is that he isn't going to play round 13, and he does play those Origin games. For mine, he's not quite cheap enough for me to invest. But I tell you what, if he drops below 600k. I'm starting to get pretty interested because we do know that he is typically a 7 to 750k player. Uh, and, and in a year when the fullback winger position's been a bit tough, I wouldn't mind picking up someone of his quality for that price. Yes, certainly. Like, he's not named this week, obviously, because of that 11 day. But I've, I'm have i sort of picking him for like around possibly a round 8 pickup if he has a really good round 7. So, because he'll have that 60 break even, hopefully, can bring that down a little bit. Yeah, five seventy k teddies. That's that would be pretty good, wouldn't it, Nick? Yeah, well, you might only get cheaper than that potentially. I yeah. did say that we could get him at the five fifties in the preseason, and you all laughed at me. You did. You, you did. laughed at me. Oh, you can't predict the HIAs though. Yes, you can. Oh, he that's... leads with his head. That's 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 not true at all. Well, there's I, no player in the league led with his shoulder more than there's no else. player in the league who ducks into tackles more than James Tedesco. That's true. He does love a duck. Oh, Brian Toho does, but he ducks even lower. He starts at a shorter height. <laughs> all right, uh, let's talk about some other guys. We've got to talk about so Harry Grant guys, eighty-seven. So really great score last week. One of the top scorers. Hard. Is for me to recommend as a buy at the moment simply due to the fact that I believe that they have the round nine buy. So with that in mind, guys, I have him as like a nice to own. Don't sell him, but he's a little bit hard to buy. I'd say go uh, either Cook or Robson for value at the moment. They're all both cheaper than him. Uh, other guy we've got to talk about because we totally whiffed on this, guys. We talk about guys we got wrong. Okay, I got uh, King Wrong from the Storm. So yes, you did. I did. So, guys, well, look, I thought that Josh King would be the Josh King of last year, which is a bit of a plotter. And he's absolutely slapped out some good games. Like, I thought that the 43 was a return to form for him, but no, he just turns up with the 71. So Didn't we've... he have that outrageous preseason last year? And Craig Bellamy said he was the best player during the preseason. Was that Josh King who was that? I'm pretty sure it was. It was. So, yeah, look, it was. He's av- he's averaging... shouldn't be surprised, really, when you think about it. He's yeah. averaging 61 through. 0.4 through five games. So if you think you can, he can keep it up. He's actually got somewhere between five and ten points of value here, because seven hundred k is pretty much a fifty. So you could still get on King. The other guy is Trent Liero, forty three. He's slowly becoming a sell. I'm targeting him for a round nine sale, if not before. There's more cash, but we need a huge game from him to get his price rises going in. So he needs a sixty plus to really make him jump to that sort of 600, 650K level uh, before we want to sell. So, guys, I, I'm not sure that there's anyone else that we really need to talk about here. Uh, Cam Munster's still losing a little bit of cash. There's really no one else. Oh, Joey Marnie, guys. We've got to talk about him. I know a few people be interested at fullback. With a break even of 66 and probably only a week, Mitch, you wouldn't buy him, would you? Nope. No. We're targeting Joey Marnie, like, for me personally, like, 
round 13, right? Yeah, at, at the earliest. Yeah, he's slowly dropping in points. He'll get a nice bump this week, which is frustrating because he'll probably do very well at fullback. He is a very good fullback. It's just uh, we want him to sort of drop into that sort of 500k range before we pick him up. Apart from that, guys, I think that is the end of everything we want to talk about. So let's get to how we think it's going to go. Mitch? I've got the Chooks in golden point by one. Oh, wow. Nick? Uh, Chooks by four. Okay, and I've got the Roosters by four. All right, it's going to be real close. So with that in mind, we get to the Friday night game, 6 p.m. We have, oh, sorry, 4 p.m. because it's Good Friday. Bulldogs versus Rabbitohs. Mitch, what's happening? Mate, Bulldogs versus Rabbitohs, it's a shame that the doggies aren't going to be at full strength, but we do have Max King and uh, Jacob Preston both being named despite spike copping injuries against the Cowboys. RFM, unfortunately, along with Franklin Pele, are out with head knocks and broken arms, respectively. Jay Nockenbore, your favorite player, Stu, is out <laughs> with suspension. Harrison Edwards <laughs> comes back in at lock, and Jackson Toppany and Jaden Tanner join the bench. So... You know, I think the only team person around here who's happy about some of those things is Stu. Uh, on the Rabbitohs side, we've got Tane Mill, who will replace uh, winger Alex Johnson, who suffered a head knock on the weekend, while Prop Tavita Tadolo has returned from a knee injury. Daniel Saluka Fafita goes to the bench, and Michael Cheekham flies to 18th man. So anyone owning Michael Cheekham, Stu said it last week, that is a sell. Yep, he's made you almost as much money as people made on Bryce Cartwright, but it is sell, sell, sell. Now, guys, I might start us off here because I've got a couple of quick ones. Uh, young Jacob Preston, 82. If you got him, uh, you're cashing in big time now and you clearly listen to the podcast. Minus 13 break even, so he definitely is not too late to get on him. There are plenty of injuries at the Bulldogs, so his minutes are locked in the immediate future. He's an absolute buy at the moment. Paul Alamotti, so minus five break even. I've been watching all the Bulldogs games this year, uh, given that I'm married to a, an avid Bulldogs fan, and he looks really, really good at 411k. I, I don't see another 100k value for anyone who doesn't have him, but certainly if you have him, I would be keeping him a little bit longer. Uh, and the final one I have here is Cam Murray. He finally cracked out a big E. He's playing round 13. No, he won't. Origin. Oh, Origin, sorry. <laughs> I probably wouldn't get on him till post-origin. Uh, that said, I'm a happy owner, and he's a keeper for the season. That's why I picked him up round one. Mm. So we, we know he's good, and if you have him, keep him. And if you don't, we're waiting for post-origin. With that thought in mind, Mitch, like keeper for the season, so I've got him penciled as keeper to origin simply due to the fact that he'll, he's got, uh, he'll miss round 13. He'll probably take a break or less minutes round 14. Obviously, miss round 16. Uh 17, and then he's got the buy round 19 post-origin, right? It as, really as, depends as, for me if 20. I have the trades to do it. I mean, if you have the trades to do it, sure, but I don't like trading people in and out like that if I don't no, have to. I, I, no, it's more just I, I'm thinking for Cam. I'm thinking I might trade him out round 13 so a guy like Tohu or something like that and just keep off him. Just do the what fact if you that already have Tohu? Then a guy like uh, Tapane. Oh, yeah. Just someone who basically doesn't play Origin just because he's got three team buys mm. uh, and still to go at that point, plus he'll have uh, three Origin games. And one of them is a crossover, but that's still five games missed plus post-Origin reduced minutes. Yeah, no, I think that's actually a fair enough point. Um, 
because at the end of the day, what is uh, 900K, 849K, and that's four games, probably more like five to six where you're not getting Cam Murray at all or a reduced Cam Murray. Um, yeah, he's playing four games. He's missing. Yeah, he's playing four games out of eight, and he'll likely get reduced some sort of reduced yeah, minutes. Two of them. So yeah. it's like I don't really love two full games. Two really good out of games. Eight. Yeah, I'm thinking yes, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. I'm, 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 my I'm, good I'm friend. Just... He, he, he's the people who I think that could be good trades too at some point. Isaiah Papali, uh, our good friends uh, Angus Crichton, if he's back. Uh, Ryan Madison. Uh, any of those three, I reckon, could do a pretty good job at covering his spot. Yeah, especially because I don't think Crichton will be playing Origin this year. No, definitely not. So, with that in mind, look, but definitely for Cam Murray for now, enjoy him. And look, you could even still bring him in prior to Origin if you had to trade out from someone else. Uh, but, you know, you probably want to bring in Payne Haas, who we're going to talk about in a little while. Because he's in stellar form. Uh, but Nick, can you talk us through Hayes Perham? He's a guy I missed out on. I'm frustrated. Hey, don't be. Uh, 449k. We got a 46 this week and he's got a 16 break even. So his last four games, he's cracked a 40. And so his price target is around 640. So that's not a bad option considering there's another 190k to go based upon his current pricing. Now, the thing he's doing at the moment is unsustainable. He's actually improving each week. So um, I wouldn't be too disappointed about missing out on him because he just felt like too much of a risk at, I think he was around 298K to begin the season. And he was looking awful in the trials and um, really like he could have got dropped really any sort of game. But he is improving each week. And um, he's actually not a bad option to get on now if you're really in need of a sort of lower mid-range uh, wing fullback this week. Would you pick up him or Charles Nickel Klockstad if you were buying this week? Very nice similar pricing. Four thirty-seven. Um, probably CNK, but um, it's flip a coin. Personally, I've got them sort of uh, projected around the same. Perfect. I think if I think if the dogs forward pack was in a better state, I'd probably go pair them. But because they're not, you got to go CNK for experience, right? Yeah. No, again, just these comparisons because I know a few people will be hunting around this week because, you know, we slowly do have to get off some of these guys or at least looking at who's around. Awesome. But uh, a guy that we uh, did talk about before, Matty Burton, Nick. Mate, 618K is cheap as chips. We've got that 65. He's got 34 break even. So he's on the right time in this price cycle, guys. Um, I'm thinking get on. If you don't have him, he's back, he's running, he's kicking, he's passing, he's doing everything he should. Um, I called that he was back last week when he gets gold kicking duties returning. But really, his overall play against the Cowboys shows why I sort of have him as a 60-ish average for 2023. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't consider bringing him in personally. So, any pushback, Mitch? Yep. Yep, plenty of pushback. Uh, I'd say a few things. The first thing is I'm concerned about the state of this Bulldogs forward pack. The second thing is I don't think he can have a much better game than that and 65 to me almost looks like his ceiling. The third thing I would say is that Flanagan's not running that team around the way he should and it's forcing Burton to do things that he otherwise shouldn't. I still don't think he's running the ball quite as much as I'd like, nor is he having the time for those kicks. And uh, 
my my feeling is the points just aren't quite there. I think this game was a bit of a, a blip in the radar. I, I need to see more and I'd like to see the Bulldogs pack return. I do think if, you know, Flanagan can figure out how to play halfback and the Bulldogs pack can return, I'd be really keen on it. But while they're in sort of a bit of disarray, I don't love it. My my on the flip side, he means he gets all he gets all the milkshake. But he doesn't because Flanagan's still doing stuff. He's just not doing a very good job. That's true. It's more yeah, fair enough. The Flanagan stuff pulls the Bulldogs more on the back foot. But I do get your point. Um, the other the other thing I'd suggest, Nick, how do you think you go next three? Rabbitohs, Eels, Sharks. Yeah, we fine. Okay. I think the dogs are going to struggle mightily against all of those teams. And then I, I reckon they'll be lucky to go. I reckon they'll be lucky to win one. I, I'm because all those teams have filthy forward packs. Yeah, I'm penciling in on the other side though. I'm thinking. Look, I'm interested. I am very interested because I need to find a half. Uh, I think we got to go Sammy Walker at this point though, because I think I think the risk is going to sort it out. Yeah, well, I, uh, I reckon they're ready to click a gear here. Uh, can someone pull up? Sammy's next three. The Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Can you pull that up? Uh, Storm. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Storm, Sharks, Dragons, Warriors, Cowboys, Panthers. That's not much better. No, it's really not. To put it in perspective, the Bulldogs, they beat the Storm earlier this year, right? And then they just beat the Cowboys. Like, I'm not that's worried. That's true. Though the, Storm, good the Storm looked pretty bad. No, but I do get the, your point. The, the Dogs are a good team. I'm just worried about... How many of their players are injured? Like they are struggling for depth right now, and they had the best depth. In the, the reason we said don't touch any bulldogs forwards is because they had they had so too much many depth. good forwards. Bring it out, busted. Oh god! Like I actually agree with Nick that Burton does everything right. I'm just worried about everything, a few of the things around him right now. Yeah, and well, I think I think the bulldogs coaching staff is they're actively looking for someone else. The only other well, thing I is actually, if you buy Burton, just be prepared to wear a couple of bad games because. If he does do badly, because after that, round nine, it's Dragons, then Raiders, Warriors, who are a good squad, but then the Titans go leading into the bye. So I do I do like the fact he has the kicking unit, hey? That, that is pretty good. Is. He's no. priced at 42, guys. Come on, it's Matty no. Burton. I got you. There's at least 10 points of value there. I'm saying like uh, 18 points of value. Though- I, I think seeing what Nick just, what we saw with the, like, who do you go? Like, I think it really boils down to, because we're all in the, and we're going to come to Hopgood, but we're all potentially in the market to upgrade our halves. Is who do you go for, Walker or Burton? Based uh, on the schedule, you probably doesn't really matter, right? Or do you go SJ, who has nah. the round? Tw- hold nah. on, he's got the round nah. twelve by, but he plays nah. thirteen nah. and fourteen. <laughs> he plays thirteen and fourteen. I have said no for six weeks. I have to keep saying no now. <laughs> okay, but Nick, like he plays thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, I know. You know, I know he plays him. Okay, yeah, he's the train, just- dude. He's I wearing just a said, can- it's, it's just huge risk, huge risk. He's wearing a can boot, man. I don't love it. I don't like it. Yep, because you also it's been missing risk. Tanner Boyd that week, so you got to eat it. Okay, cool. Anyway, uh, so if you buy Maddie Burton, that's fine. You'll just be short of half round thirteen. Just be aware. Fair enough. Yeah, which yep. is not it's not great. Uh, but you're not paying a premium. You're getting him cheap. That's I true. reckon you're getting him at a discount. The only issue I have is, as I said. The uh, forwards, but knowing that Sam Walker's run's not much better. Okay. Very very last halves question for you. I'm going to throw the real cat amongst the pigeons here, right? Instead of Matty Burton, wait a week. You pick up an Adam Dewey, who's currently 647, 74 break even. Turf toe. No, no. Well, he's probably past that now. Trash team. No, that takes a while, doesn't it? 
that's what I that's the question that I got for you guys is we know that he's still a decent 5F. His worst score is 51 against the Knights while playing uh, in the halves. Yeah, it's a Mitch question. I'm not touching someone with turf toe. For how long? He had turf toe round two. Yeah, I might not touch him for the season. It's a really hard issue to shake. It often requires surgery. That's the information we need, boss. Excellent. With that in mind, okay, so it looks like Matty Burton or Sammy Walker, unless Adam Dwyer goes and gets a dual play position at the end of this round. Fair enough. Way to weak yeah, man and it, do yeah. it. Yeah, turf, turf, turf yeah. toe is so painful. Like, you know, doesn't always require it, but it's it's nasty, and it really affect his ability to run and attack the line. Which, by the way, is what Adam Dwyer does the best. Fair enough. So, with that in mind, we're gonna. Okay, so in the halves argument, and Nick, you can spool this one up for your Joe Rogan-style podcast thing. Uh, it's really down between Maddie Burton and Sam Walker, and it's really about how personal preference at that point. But Maddie Burton certainly got the most value. You're saving eighty grand. I do like saving. Mm. And it's the right time, right time of his price cycle. Excellent. It it is. I feel like we're not. I feel like we're playing a little bit, a little bit extra for Walker. And not necessarily. I don't think Burton's necessarily a worse player. I think Burton's probably a better player, actually. Yep. No. Excellent. Okay. Well, with that in mind, I'm certainly feeling a little bit more confident, man. Matty Burton, kind of like we did last year, where we hopped on. Uh, yep. Looking forward. Okay. Past Matty Burton, we got to look at a guy who is not at the bottom of his price cycle, uh, which is Latrell Mitchell. What's what are we thinking, Nick? Uh, he's six ninety k, which is. Really expensive, seventy-seven break-even. So, just I don't know. I'd I'd have to say you'd have to hold him if you have him because he could recover it in one week. But I'd hold off if you don't have him. I know we're worried about that knee sort of getting back, but I just don't see any point selling him at this point. This um, yeah, at that sort of position, I think you bought him for a reason. And you know, South looked much better, and they've got their forwards back. So, really, Latrell's life should be much easier this week. So. He should have I'm a good week against the dogs this week against some very inexperienced middles. If he goes for a run but, close to the line, they're starting. They're starting pack and bench is looking pretty mean again. So I think their go forward is going pretty unreal. Um, the last one, guys, Harrison Edwards. So he's the starting lock this week for the Bulldogs. So uh, he's two sixty four k, which is why he's been brought up because he's really cheap with a twenty eight break even. So I digged into his reserve grade stats. He's got a point. Uh, let's just say 0.7 ppm in 65 minutes in six reserve grade games at lock in 2022 and 2023, which is nice. 0.7 is good. Plenty of base stats in that. He's 22 years old. He's 6'1", 96 kilos, so not a huge lock, but he gets through the work. Uh, He played four games of NRL last year and three in the interchange for a 26.3 fantasy points in 45 minutes for a slightly lower ppm of about 0.63, I think. So I'm um, sort of thinking, what sort of minutes and job security were you thinking for Harrison Edwards, Stu? Zero job security because Raymond Fatala Mariner, who is the current stand-in 13, is only out for this week with HIA. We also have Tavita Pangai Jr., who will be back next week from what Phil Gould has said on Twitter. Jeez, I love the fact that Phil Gould's so open about his team. He basically said that Tavita's back training with the squad, but he wants an extra week of training underneath him, and he hates the NRL schedule. Uh, for giving the Good Friday game after playing on the Sunday. But the point being... That is gross, by the way. Oh, it is, especially with those many injuries. So... Mm, that is mean. 
So basically, and it also meant that Kickout missed an extra week. So with that in mind, I think Harrison Edwards gets shuffled. I think you'll find him on the bench. But I think there's other better options like the starting prop, Harme Sele. Can I tra- Can I jump into him? That okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. let's go. Okay, so currently this week, he is, I'm just checking before I talk about it, he's named on the bench with Thomas Burgess named to start. Uh, but he's a good trade-down option uh, for those who need someone to trade up to. So he's like one of those two-part trades uh, because he's 298K. He had a really good game last week to get into the 30s and he's pretty much bottom, bottom price here. So if we have a look here, he scored 41 last week. And because of those injuries he took, he took that nasty HIA for a minus two in round three against the Roosters. Cool. Yeah. And he had a couple of DMPs, so he had that, that calf injury to start the year. First game back, got HIA'd, missed another round, and did 41 against the Storm. And I'm just pulling up here, uh, 41 in 47 minutes, which is the PPM we'd love to see, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, buddy. And so, look, Totola's back this week. There will be a few less minutes to go around. But I figure that, look, Davey Moali, like, we know that he doesn't play big minutes. So, Luca Fafita, I think, played 18 minutes last week. And you got Jed Cartwright, who's pretty much their utility cover. So, you can see Harme Selle playing very, very decent minutes in this squad. But, uh, but David Moali has actually shown a lot of um, potential and growth this year compared to previous couple of years. So... I wouldn't be surprised if Mawai actually gets some nice minutes this week. Oh, he should get a little bit more, but like I'm just having, I'm pulling up David Mawai's stats now. He has, apart from round one, where they copped all those injuries, the minutes he's played, he's played 25 minutes, 23, 20, and 29. The only guy who's getting less minutes than this guy is Spencer Lenny. So it's it's pretty gross. I just I just think, uh, just eye test point of view, he just looks ready for slightly more minutes, you know, 35 sort of minutes I, in my opinion I, I'm cert- certainly hoping so like at some point but I, I'm figuring that Harme Sele he's going to eat the lion's share of that rotation like that, that interchange sure and sure. with that in mind at less than 300k he's probably the safest guy to buy under 300k as it stands yep. right now cool because uh, I, I reckon there's 150k worth of value in there based off his long term prognosis of around a 450-500k guy because uh, Hamaselli sure. was going to start as the starting prop with Burgess off the bench. The other guy we've got to talk about, guys, Reed Money. I sold him last week, and I'm glad that I did because missed tackles are absolutely murdering his game, guys. He is just he's missing near double digits every game, and if he wasn't, obviously he'd be up another almost twenty points a game. So until Reed Money learns how to tackle, guys, I've got him as a trade out for basically a another hooker. Any disagreement with that? No. No. Yeah, it's just, it's getting gross. You missed nine nine missed tackles last week, guys. Like, it's plus three errors. So, really, we're talking about 24 points. Oh, plus a penalty. 26 points worth of negatives in that game. So, Reed <laughs> doing read things. Otherwise, it'd be up on 69, and I'd be regretting selling. But I don't, because he's read money. Uh, and opposition sides, the targeting. Would you rather run at him or would you rather run at one of these big boys in the middle, right? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, with that in mind, guys, I think that's everyone that we need to talk about. Who have we got winning this one? Nick? The dogs by one. I think another nail butter. I like that. Mitch, what have you got? 
I hope it's by one, but I think Bunny's by 18. Yeah, I think the Bunnies will be looking for a bit of a bounce back after a bit of a disappointment last week. I reckon they'll be up by 12. All right, and then we move to the Friday night game. We've got the Cowboys versus the Dolphins. For once, it's they're playing up north, but it's not during the friggin' day. So North Queensland might not ruin everyone. With the Cowboys, Tom Chester is at the interchange because Scott Drinkwater's back from suspension. Heel and Lukey's hamstring, along with Jordan McLean's hamstring, means a reshuffle. Griffin Neem has moved to an edge, strangely enough. And uh, Ruben Cotter is back at prop. So, and on the other side for the Dolphins, Cody Nicarima is at 5'8 for the Dolphins. Isaiah Katara is at halfback. Anthony Milford's out for three to four weeks with a hamstring. I don't think we mentioned him, Nick. But, uh, sorry, Mitch. But yeah, I've, I probably missed him on the run through. Edric Lee's been named on the wing, replacing Jack Bostock, while Kurt Donaghy has been called, recalled in the place of Mason Teague. So how about I kick us off, guys? Because I've got absolutely no one at all, but we probably do need to talk about this guy because he's very, very cheap. And that is <laughs> Cody Nicarima. So he's going to be the, we're probably getting three to four games. We're thinking of Cody Nicarima. We could get longer because of how badly Milford was playing. So if Cody goes well, we're in for a bit of luck here. He's less than Remembering three. that a grade two hamstring could be much longer than three to four. So it depends on the grading, which we don't have at the moment. That's true. So with that in mind, look, you know, Cody seems like, you know, you can't get much cheaper than him for starting 5-8 in the league. He'll also be playing with a very inexperienced half partner in uh, Katoa. So with that in mind, guys, would you guys have any interest in Cody Nikorima for one of those cheap buys this week? 24 break even. Yes, I'm interested. Nick? I'm just looking at the stats. You have to be interested, even if he gets like... So he averages 37.1 playing in the halves. And Career. he's priced at 18. That's a boom, baby. That's it. And look, he'll probably only get four or five rounds there, but he'll do pretty well. What's and his position? Is he a hooker as well, Lucy? Uh, he's nah, played as a half. hooker. But he's still as <sighs> a half. It, look, uh, he Come might on, get the man. DPP update, cause he, he, but he's only really played the one game so far, which was at hooker uh, because what's-his-name got busted. Oh, no, he played two games at hooker. He basically got um, poleaxed in his second game, and he got that facial laceration. So he's played two games. He could get the update after this round. That's anyway. a boom. Yep, I like it too. If you're looking for a guy to trade down someone like Tommy Talao, who still isn't named, i go pick up Cody Nikarima and smile, right? Why do you still have Tommy Talao? A lot of, mate, I've been seeing a lot of teams around the traps, you know, telling people, hey, they're trading out. They've been using to loop. Or... We said we said to trade him out like three weeks ago. I know, but, you know, other people right. have different priorities. But anyway. Crack it on. Crack it on. Yep. Moving on. Uh, speaking about guys we've got to talk about, Isaiah Katoa, 33. Mitch. Look, their depth is an all-time low, but I am a little bit concerned. He only managed 33 without MILF. I see mid to high 30s as his likely average. Uh, it's not too late at a break even at five, but you're starting to carry a little bit of risk because realistically, there's not much more of the milkshake Katoa could have drank uh, during that game. I haven't had a look at his stats, but I might um, have a quick squiz while Nick goes through his players. The other one who I did pick up <laughs> last week was uh, Lemuelu at 36 <laughs> points. Um, 
he's below what I would have hoped, um, but it wasn't a team that was absolutely tuned up. So as before, depth is really getting tested. Would hold off at this stage to see how this team plays without SOS and against opposition that isn't St. George. So like 36 against St. George doesn't inspire huge amounts of confidence. But again, I do see his um, price point given uh, the sort of stats he's punching out, which I did check this time, uh, in the low 40s. So I think, you know, Playing, playing with uh, basically no halfbacks, a bit of an issue. And circling back to Katoa, it's like if you're going to get him, this really would be the last week. And I'd probably lean more into Cody Nikarima. Um, not sure if there's any disagreement there, boys. No, though, um, look, I'd probably pick uh, Nikarima up over Katoa this week simply due to that basic price difference. That's Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, Lemuelu, I don't know, I still think that he's a buy, but... It, He's, he's not a hard buy because it's not like his break even seven. No. You're not going to miss oh, out. I, I, I'd be going Nicarima over Lemuelo. Easy. All right. Uh, Nick, Reese Robson, you got on last week. How happy are you? Uh, pretty good. I think he's a gun. Uh, 802K, 61 break even. He's averaging 99 running metres his last three weeks. He's getting through plenty of tackles. F- 51 break even, of- boss. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm looking at him right um, now on my, on my team. I'm very happy. Okay. Uh, he, he could get more um, attacking stats soon based upon his uh, running game because um, he's not really busting many tackles and line breaks and all that sort of stuff yet or line break assists. So I think that's yet to come. And the Cowboys are yet to round into serious form. So uh, Robson's definitely a buy because he plays around 13. So... So he'll play every single game until round, what, 16 is it, Stu? That's it. Remember. That's it. I'm on the Reese Robson train until it's round 16 and then I'm off. Yeah. So, yeah, I sold Camari and I'm not disappointed with Reese Robson yet. No. Um, have a so, Tabo Fido, guys, 537. He cracked out of 28 this week, so he's got a 42 break even. I still hold him because he's averaging that 45 this year and he actually looks the goods. I'm not too sure I'd buy him as he's only got another 100k or so in him. But uh, probably not worth the risk at this stage if you don't have him. Uh, the Dolphins seem to have lost a bit of steam the last couple of weeks compared to the first three weeks. So that's sort of my concern for Hammer. He does continue to score tries, but I would not consider bringing him in necessarily this week. And uh, my last one, guys, Valentine Holmes, 600K. Uh, he's ultra-consistent scoring in the mid-40s uh, every single week this year. The Cowboys haven't clicked, as I mentioned like they did last year. They've only scored a maximum 24 points and therefore has sort of suppressed Holmes' goal-kicking upside, uh, which he had last year, where we may have seen... Uh, we've seen heaps of other teams put on 40-plus already this year. So I sort of hold off from buying at this stage until I see some better signs from the Cowboys personally um, before I jump on. Awesome. Um, so on that note, I've got the Cowboys by oh, 16, I think. Uh, Mitch, what have you got, mate? Just real quick, coming back to Katoa. Uh, his demerits were up a little bit. Five missed tackles versus three. The big point difference, guys, was the kick meters, and I'd expect Nikarima to come back with that. So he had 358 versus 217. So uh, I'd certainly be looking Nikarima over Katoa. I think Katoa's ceiling's probably actually in the low 30s. And I have uh, anyone but the Dolphins here. I can't see them winning. Got to be Cowboys by 20 plus, I think. Yeah, I reckon the, the Cowboys plus 10. I think they're really hurting for depth, especially on the edges. Uh, Griffin Neiman is definitely not an edge. So, and they've got uh, Ruben Cotter back, which will help. But again, I think that he'll probably need a week or two to reach full steam. 
Speaking of Ruben Cotter, guys, we probably want two dates with him post-knee injury to be happy, right, Mitch? Yep. Excellent. Uh, and with that, uh, let's crack into Saturday. So I know what you'll be doing at 5.30, Stu. You'll be watching the Panthers and the Eagles. So Matt Eisenhuth has replaced Fisher-Harris at prop with the latest sidelined, with, or with the latter rather, sidelined with a knee injury. Sonny Luke has returned from that concussion, meaning Tyro Peachy is back to being 18th man, which is really where he belongs. Jason Saab returns after recovering from a knee injury, replacing Christian Tupaludu, uh, while Josh Schuster is also back on debt. Told you it was an injury risk. Cooper Johns goes to reserves while Carl Lawton slides onto the bench in the absence of Ben Travojevic. Once again, I think I might crack us in. King Cleary is back, everyone. Is he the number one ruled captain? Yes, he is. All hail the king. He never should have been doubted by all those nuggets who said he wasn't the same man. As we saw earlier this year, there were just some growing pains with figuring out who was going to play hooker and how that was going to work in the post-Appy era. So, all hail the king. That's it. He's back. He's in my squad. I'm glad I did not sell. I thought about it. Actually, I was going to sell him to SJ, so it wouldn't have been too oh. bad there, but I'm still... <laughs> you, you don't sell st- keepers for keepers, dude. That's true. Excellent. No, definitely. Keep Cleary. Uh, I'd, I'd definitely hold on to him and at 120k cheaper, more than 120k cheaper than Hines. I'd Probably say not. Him. Yeah. It, it's, it's almost tempting at that price point to get on him, really. Tempting. I've got him. I've had him the whole year, but if you didn't have him, you know, he cracks out 80 every week. He's going to be at 983 in the next three weeks. So there's that. But I suppose you have Origin and Round 13 and all that sort of stuff. So that's it. Uh, Awesome. Nick, another guy we've got to talk about Origin Man, Mr. Turbo, Tom Trevojevic. He got a 56. Yeah, 652K. Um, just to sort of look backwards, his huge score of 70 against the Eels was off the back of two tries and 10 tackle busts and 200 running metres, right? So this week, his 56 was off the back of two try assists, three line break assists, and nearly 300 running metres. So uh, a 56 feels quite light uh, with that score line, but the reason why it was light is because he had three tackle breaks, guys. Um, I really need to see him throwing guys off. Like bouncing off him and, and breaking more tackles to make him a real buy. I'm not quite seeing that yet. So that's sort of what is holding me back from making Turbo a big buy at the moment, um, despite the tries he's setting up. So that's just sort of where I sit with Turbo. I think um, another week or two. And uh, the other problem with Turbo is um, the, the, the buy issue as well, obviously. So. Um, and he's up yeah, against sorry, the Panthers Steve. this week, which I know we, you know, I like to say is often fantasy depth, especially for attacking players. So, like you know, even Turbo has had more down weeks against them than not. So I'd probably wait one more week on Mister Turbo. The problem with Turbo is he misses rounds 13, 14, 16, and nineteen. So he only plays that full game across that Origin period. So. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, he's not really a buy to be honest. I'd sort of have to wait post origin. I don't think you're missing out on anything pre origin. So that's it. Unless he was um, looking to take off, right? And even then, I don't think I don't think you can hold him if he's missing half the games. You know, when you can, the mathematics don't stack up. Personally, I think you know what I I would bet a sandwich that CNK would score more than Turbo over the same period. So, um. Total points that is so. Okay, that just shows where Turbo's at across the Origin period. Conversely, guys, um, DC, well not conversely, in the same uh, breath, um, Daly Cherry Evans, who's really expensive, eight hundred forty-one k. He's got that fifty-one 
I just think it's the wrong time to get on, guys, because he's got that 80 break even. I just wait off until Origin. That 93 cracked out. He got that hat trick. That was fool's gold for those who had him in. You're an idiot if you brought him in round three. For clear. I think he's just shadow. I think he's absolutely shadow realm until he drops below that 750k at the moment, guys. I don't even think he's worth any more breath. Particularly with Schuster drinking more of the milkshake. Yep. No, we're not talking about him until we sort of see that turnaround on form. Definitely, especially with Hines and Cleary playing. Uh, but what have you got, Stu? Uh, Hoskins, the um, one of probably, probably the most agonising trade I've probably done in two or three fantasy seasons, I'd say this week. Yeah. So, guys, just because uh, we didn't quite get to it uh, in the intro, there, Zach Hoskins is named on an edge in case you haven't seen it, uh, because there is no sign of either Luke Gunner or uh, what's his name on the other edge. I'm having a mental blank. Lee Martin. Lee Martin. Oh, my goodness. Lee Martin. <laughs> There's no sign of either of them this week. So we've got another week of Zach Hoskins. So, guys, we're very happy that he's playing. It's great. Uh, the only issue is that we don't know how long that he'll be back for. There's still no confirmation about whether he's won the spot or not. But the fact that the papers are talking that it's a hard decision for the coach means that I reckon that he's probably in the box seat for there. So... He made 66K last week, guys. I reckon he'll probably make another 60 grand this week. Just enjoy the ride. Would you buy him this week, Nick, if you didn't buy him last week? That's a lot of risk. No, I think last week week was the um, time to get on. He's got a two break even. Yeah, he can obviously go big, but I think the obvious time to get on was last week. Uh, Just getting on this week, it just feels like he could burn a trade. Yeah, no, um, that's exactly right. I, I just, I just, just wanted to see, just make, make sure in my my own brain, I wasn't like, oh, m- maybe you could get on, but yeah, it feels like a big risk, right? It was a big risk last week, and I think it's very lucky he is playing this week based upon the reporting. Yeah. Next, guy we're going to talk about uh, Lindsay Smith. So he got a fifty-two last week, guys. Uh, I reckon this was inflated though because he did take a huge or at least a decent uh, chunk of minutes away from Fisher-Harris. So he played 35. He did get a try save and a try assist. I don't think that's likely to happen to him going forward. So you take those <laughs> points out, right, along with the turnover tackle, you know, okay, keep the offload to hand. We're talking about like a 25 to 35 average guy. I think that Lindsay Smith is the future. I just think that the future is not yet. Uh, <laughs> so don't buy him. I would go by Harme Sele, and he's 351K. I'd go by Harme Sele this week, 298K. Decent break even. Next guy, we've got to talk about Stephen Crichton. Uh, he got an eight last week. I'm chucking, saying chuck a star on him because he got a huge cash loss after his bidding and not being a part of the try scoring onslaught against the Raiders. Watch with interest because I know we're talking about uh, centers there. He will drop very quickly in price. Mitch Kenny, guys, if you got on him, it is sell time. He got a 20. He missed out big, and Luke is back. So it's a hard sell. And guys, Carl Lawson, who are, he's named on the bench, and he's got a negative break even. He averages, I had a look at last year, off the bench for, he averages 18. So with that in mind, guys, I think that he's a stay away, as he's had one good week. And, you know, this week, if he gets in mid-20s, you'll get one okayish week of price rise, and then you're going nowhere. Would you agree with Mitch? Yep. Yep. I'm just I'm just struggling. Look, if he if he gets moved to hooker, 
you look like a genius. But until until he moves to hooker, he grabs a spot on the edge, just stay away. And there's no way that he's going to win a spot on the edge with Olakuatu playing so well. So with that in mind, guys, uh, I have uh, the Panthers. I got the Panthers by 12. Mitch? I got the Panthers by 10. Yep. Nick? I've got Manly by four. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the sandwich bet on that, mate. Sandwich. I'll, I'll no, give you, so, I'll, so I'll I, give get, you. I get a uh, seven-point head start. Right? No, you just pick Manly by four. You don't get a seven-point no, 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 head start. No, no, three, three, sorry, a three-point head start. If the Panthers win by two, two, yeah, done. I'll um, give you three and a half. Oh, no, no, Catch no, you later. no, 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 give me, give me a five point head start, five point and I'll take it. <laughs> so, you got, so if you win by a converted try, you win. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. Now no, it's six points. Now it's six point seven, yeah, twelve. Yeah. If Manly don't win, if sorry, no, Panthers that's don't win by three. That's a good sandwich. If you win by a converted try, yeah, I'll take the sandwich. I th- I think that's I'll take it at three and a half, mate. Yeah, me too. They're heavy favourites, so I don't even know why I'm doing this. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I'll do I... it. You know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take I'll take food out of your daughter's mouth. That's Joel, it. Why not? Son's <laughs> and my son's. <laughs> he's, he's not eating. He's not eating food yet, mate. <laughs> All right. So, so so next week we'll be eating DoorDash courtesy of Nick. Uh, we then we then nah, get. I'm not taking both of you. Just one of you. Take me. <laughs> There's a lot of innuendo going on there. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's get to the let's get to the Saturday night game, guys. We've got the Broncos versus the Raiders. First versus sixteenth. With this in mind, Mitch, take us away. What's happening with the Broncos? I tell you what will be happening. I won't be watching this game. The Broncos have named an unchanged 17-man squad for this week uh, with Kobe Heatherton being named uh, on the reserves after returning from that biceps injury. So he looks to be not that far away, though if I was the Broncos the way I'm flying, I'd probably wait a few more weeks. Jared Croker has returned to the centers for the first time in 12 months. Talk about desperation. And Brad Schneider comes in at 5.8 in the absence of Jack White and Matt Frawley. Meanwhile, Corey Horsburgh has been named at lock with Corey Harinara uh, sent to the bench. So I'll kick this one off for us. So Reese Walsh, he had 54 points last week. As far as I'm concerned, he's still an attacking stat bitch. It was the Tigers. Let's not get <laughs> let's not get too excited here. Um, he's likely to find probably that other 60 to 80k value. I just can't justify recommending him at this point. He's on a team that's flying high. Uh, he's an interesting cheap keeper, but he's going to be up and down and he's just too unpredictable. And if you look at his base stats, there's just nothing there. If the Broncos are rolling, so is he. But if they come up against stiff opposition, which eventually they are going to, I, I don't think uh, he's going to be quite as well performed. They've had the Bronco, they've had the um, the Dolphins, then they've had the Tigers and they've had the Dragons in three weeks. Let's calm down on Reese Walsh. Excellent. He uh he's a one trick pony in attacker. He's just like skip to the outside, and that's it. You know. Yeah, I I just cannot recommend him. Uh, and the other one I've got here, guys. Uh, we've talked about him. And this is probably the last week. Payne Haas. He's seventy three points. He's a keeper. Nothing needs to be said. Got to have Payne Haas. He's the best vice captain in the league. I'm gonna hold him through Origin. I reckon. Yep, I'll be doing the same. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's. And you know what's scary? He's uh, and they're playing him well. He's only playing fifty five to sixty minutes. And he's still cracking out these monster. Like, it just shows you how dominant Brisbane have been. He's found an offload this year. Have you guys noticed oh. that? 
that in the especially yeah, in the second yeah he surges the and then offloads yeah yeah into yeah, the line he surges yeah, yeah exactly he's offloading after breaking the line which yeah, is gross. really and you can see that there, it's a game plan because like, he's got players running off him constantly as soon as he pokes the head through he's not just taking the tackle anymore and that's what's making them look so dangerous late like he stopped two tries the other week with exactly that right yeah they're waiting to like 15 20 minutes to go and they're bringing him on and he's he's going full steam it's absolute filth yep no i definitely not a guy i would like to see after having run five kilometers already try and tackle that man fresh off the bench uh nick how about we got to talk about a guy who's gone the other way paddy carrigan he was flying high he's come back down a little bit why uh, 735k, this uh, 35 is getting me a bit down, guys. He got 53 minutes and he got the early shower, correct? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so no reason to sell. I, I wouldn't be too worried, I think. If you're saying Paddy Carrigan, I think that's just over um, overblowing the situation. Do, do you know what? The, he's, uh, just, he's a victim of his team killing the other team. Why would you Why would you risk Pat Carrigan getting injured? The Broncos, well, I had a look at the stats. They made like no tackles and they were just like huge running meters. It was it was actually insane. There was no kicking meters either because that brings me to Adam Reynolds. He only kicked um, for 270 kick meters, which was his lowest since round 16, 2021. Um, so Adam Reynolds is 717K and he's sort of averaging 55 for no reason. I've got no reason to sell him in my eyes. So, But that said, no reason to buy him either because he's got 64 break even. So um, I think just take care of Adam Reynolds. You'd go Burton and Walker, wouldn't you, before them, Nick? Yeah, I, I, I would this week just based upon um, break-evens and all that sort of stuff. Nice. All and right. Then, um, then my last one, uh, Tony Staggs, is, uh, came back down to earth with that 28. He's been flying high the last couple of weeks. Um, 28 with two tries worries me uh, with four missed tackles and three errors. Uh, but he continues to find the white line and uh, no pun intended. So he's, he's just in good form. Still a hold, and he's worth considering for any fantasy team because um, he's sort of guy, when he scores, he scores in bunches. So um, I, I think he might continue his form. And um, as I mentioned, uh, I think two or three weeks ago, the, the Reynolds-Walsh combination just bodes well for Stags, in my opinion, getting a good one-on-one ball and um, you know good attacking stats. So I think he's still one to look at with a 35 break even potentially. I like it, but I just – I he's, he's, it's right in the roller coaster. So you got a – 26 versus the Panthers, you got uh, so, and then you got 18 versus the Cowboys, then a 66 versus the Dragons, a six, a 59 versus the Dolphins, and then a 28 versus the Tigers. Like it's, it's, it's playing roulette with your centers each week, is it not? Do you need stress in your life? Um, but he's a good player. I think he's a good you're, option. you're right. Yeah, he's, I think he's a good option. That's it. I, I think if you don't have other players which are causing you stress, you can take on Stags. Just don't have him and like five other players who do the same thing to your team, right? Yeah, I agree. He, he just offers that pop, I think. That's true. He could could move you up in the leagues. Uh, with that in mind, uh, we also got to talk about uh, Tapane, another guy who can bump up, but got a 48. He did pretty well in a team that was getting absolutely trounced, don't you reckon, fellas? Like, you know, close to a 50. I've got him as a hold this week, Nick. Yeah, why would you sell him? Yeah, what? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, people have been saying, "Oh, what about this?" Oh, no, I've got him as oh, a. Oh yeah, no. don't sell, don't sell. Excellent. Uh, Harley Smith Shields, guys. So he's been dropped. We didn't say that in the initial thing, but basically he's been dropped this week uh, to bring Jared Croker back in. So for got me, to get him. Oh, he's a huge sell. We sold it. Uh, Mitch called it correctly. It was a sell last week. Is a sell this week. Uh, Spot on. 
and we got uh, Sebastian Chris. So is going to move back into the centers very shortly uh, because what's his name is coming back this week. Uh, sorry, next week with a broken jaw, uh, Xavier Savage. So yeah, definitely sell. Who's, who's getting dropped in the centers then? Or is Chris going to move to the wing? I reckon Chris could move to the wing and they'd uh, let Jordan Rappner go. News today. Or uh, Hopawade. Or Hopawade could go. Uh, but Hopawade will go anyway once uh, what's, uh, he's back from his... Oh, Cottridge. Yeah, Cottridge yeah, yeah. is back from his hamstring injury. The big thing is, is that mm. apparently from the newspaper today is that they're apparently they're planning a big senior player clean out at the Raiders, like tapping guys on the shoulder saying, you can leave now. Or you're not going to get renewed, or start looking for other places. They're so, at that cycle of their uh, player roster, that's for sure. That's it. Look, I, I can't see guys like uh, Croker's definitely not going to renew. Rapana's not going to get renewed. Elliot Whitehead will go, I reckon. Uh, yep. Uh, Papali. Uh, Papali's gone. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would say it's it's start a huge swipe. Uh, so there will be value in the Raiders later on as that cleanup takes place. Yep. Okay, another guy we've got to talk about, guys, Hudson Young. Uh, hard to buy. He got a 34. Until we see more from the Raiders, wait till we do. Okay, I would. we said last week, go and buy Frizzell. Uh, we were right. So next guy. I was wrong. Okay, you were wrong. For, for me, I've just got, until we see the Raiders perform, I go and buy Frizzell. Uh, the other but guy, he's got a 39 break even this, this week still. So if you, I don't know. Against the Broncos, I, I reckon he's in for a you're tough right, week. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're yep. right. He's an attacking edge, which is great, but they're just, they're going to struggle. Uh, the other guy is Jamal Fogarty, guys. Got a 20 last week because they were just getting slapped. He's interesting simply due to the fact that the Raiders play both rounds 13 and 14. He's dropping a chunk of change. So if we can pick him up in the 550k range, could be worth stashing on your bench. Like if you could turn a guy that you picked up for 250k like Cartwright, and to the guy who can average when they're playing decently, forty-five to fifty like Fogarty, I reckon it's worth a look. So anyway, uh, look, he's on my list. Would he be on yours, Mitch? Uh not at this stage, mate. Not at this no. stage. Excellent, Nick. Uh potentially is around thirteen because I I need a half around thirteen, so it could be on my shopping list. Yeah, that's it. It's it's simply due to the fact price. I was just checking the price changes. He's down one hundred twenty-three k already. Dropped 46k last week. He's got a 62 break even. Assuming that he doesn't have another great week after when they probably get slapped by the Broncos. I'm thinking that 550k, <laughs> he might slot nicely into my squad. I feel like there needs to be a reason why the Raiders would turn it around before I got on him, though. Like, they just flat out stink. Oh, you'd probably have a week or two. That's the thing. You'd probably get a date or two. You'd want to see him improve that score, right? But I, I reckon once they bring some of these younger, hungry fellas in, and once their run gets a little bit easier, I reckon, right? Like having this current run is not particularly great for these guys from my, my you know, point of view. You know who really stinks? Jordan Ricky. He got a 47 with two tries and on a when they smashed the Tigers. I just can't believe that. He is such a trash fantasy player. He is a trash fantasy player. And I'll be honest with you, in I don't think he makes any other starting 17, like, starting 13 in this comp either on an edge. I don't know how he's still no. there. No idea. No idea. Okay. With that in mind, guys, I've got the Broncos by 24 in this one. I I reckon that Ricky will put a little Ooh. bit of stiffness in them, but not too much. Nick, what have you got? 
Uh, Yago Broncos by 18. Mitch? Got the same. Yep, Excellent. Got the same. Oh, copycat, mate. <laughs> Mitch already had his down <laughs> just for the players at home. Nick just copied it to annoy Mitch. <laughs> All right. So, excellent. And just, just on the Fogarty thing, they do have the round eight buy, so I'm thinking of buying round nine. Uh, with that in mind, let's go to the Sunday game. Uh, another team that we're possibly interested in with the Dragons, who are playing round 13. Uh, so, Nick, what's happening with the Titans? Kick us off. Oh, mate. Uh, AJ Brimson with a hamstring injury uh, means Jaden Campbell comes into the side at fullback, uh, while Kieran Foran's calf setback opens the door for Toby Sexton to take <laughs> over his 5-8. Uh, Cleese Haas slides into the bench while new recruit uh, Chris Leeming has been named in the extended squad for the Dragons. Same 17 from last week, but back rower Jaden Sewer, who's a stay in that calf injury last week, will be monitored over the next few days. Also, awesome. I would imagine who would come into the starting side. Would you put Bird to the edge, DeBellin to lock, something like that, Mitch? Yep. That well, Toby Catchman might be a, a go on the edge there. I really like Bird at He's uh, good. I, I really like Bird at lock, and I think DeBellin's fast enough to play prop. I actually thought... The Dragons are a lot less vulnerable to that fast play of the ball with that setup. Uh, um, so hopefully they do that. Couchman maybe to the second row. Just get BMM out of the second row. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Well, we'll find out this week because am I correct here? He'll be up against Fafita? Yeah, no, he's not going to have a good day. No, no that, that's sewer. That's sewer. As right if edge. you wouldn't just put Fafita out there, though. Although Couchman going up against Fafita, neither is a particularly good matchup, really. No. All right. Well, look, uh, we'll talk really about uh, David Fafita real quick. Guys, I reckon it's the spiciest by the week against a historically bad edge for the Dragons. And look, if he is running up against Ben Murdoch Masilla, I expect him to eat very well. He's actually a spicy captain choice for me this week. Yep. Other guys we've got to talk about, Jaden Campbell, he's got a break even of 43, guys. He's actually the most, he's dropped the most value of any starting player here. Uh, in NRL this year, but with that break even to 43, we can wait a week, and we need to see with the AJ Brimson what that grading is. Mitch, I know that we were talking about here, how long is a grade three injury? Like, oh. Well, a grade three is a total rupture, so okay. uh, eight to 12, depending to on whether 12. the surgical interventions required. Okay. Was and, it, what was it? What was the uh, injury? It was, it was just a high hamstring injury for him. Grade was, three. Well, no, no, it might be grade two, grade three. I'm just trying to get an indication. Okay, grade two, uh, six to eight, grade three, surgical intervention. So, you know, we saw that with Latrell. It's a long period of time out. Okay, so look, let's wait for Campbell. We certainly have a week to wait on Jaden Campbell. So let's wait to see how he goes this week because it should show us. It's It should be a pretty good game. And Tanner Boyd, uh, be glad you held on. I reckon be in for a decent score this week. I know Toby Sexton's back, but I reckon that they'll give Tanner Boyd the reins and tell him to run the team around. Uh, Mitch, let's talk about some dragons. Sloan, I was a bit yeah. worried about his game, mate. Uh, he's a quality player, and I sort of said that to everyone last week. He looks the goods, but bye beware. This is the dragons, and Sloan was playing the neutered dolphins. So he's a high quality player, but I can't see fifty points every week from him. The pack, come on, mate. Had, they're just not good enough, and you know it. Uh, nah, uh, come on, fifty every week. <laughs> <laughs> He'll likely do well against the Titans. <laughs> Maybe there's 80k of value there. I'll be getting out as soon as I have my value. 
he's a player of the future, but this Dragons team just isn't clicking. Uh, you know, they, those couple of breaks he made, he looked like a top-tier fullback. And thank gosh that George held on to him. I don't think I could have taken it had he gone somewhere else and succeeded. Uh, but yeah, the problem is that the players around him. So he's going to have good weeks. He's going to have bad. Just wait for that break even to sort of balance out and then it's time to get out of dodge. Um, Jack Bird and a slight discount. At this point, I'm going to say no. I, I just don't want to touch any Dragons players. I don't trust any of them. And there's so much instability. Once their draw, draw stiffens up, things are going to get a bit ugly at Cogger, I think. So um, So would you uh, say, uh, would you prefer a guy like Lemmer Ailey? Like if, if people are looking to shore up their centers? Yep. You okay. get him on a discount. Excellent. All right. Uh, with that in mind, Nick... Uh, we've got to talk about the guy with the largest break-even of the week, Cam Pereira, Alafina Cam Pereira, 304K. What are we thinking? Uh, his break-even is minus 14 because he cracked out that 64 in round four with uh, two tries, five line breaks, six tackle busts. And I'm not banking on doubles each week and multiple line breaks because uh, he got a double in round three as well. I have a more as high 20s type of winger with a price target of 400K. So there's a little bit of value there, but uh, I think... You know, if he hits 450, I think he might start going backwards pretty quickly. So I just buy beware with that. I just think they're, I know that break even is juicy, but I just wouldn't wouldn't do it personally. Um, on that note, I've got the Dragons by eight. What have you got, Stu? Dragons by eight. Mitch? Dragons by eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I did figure that that was a pretty fair assessment. Sorry, neither of us had anything down, which is why we copied Mitch. Uh, like we would copy his homework assuming that we had any so with that in mind guys we get to the sunday afternoon game where we got the knights versus the warriors the very high-flying warriors uh real quick with the knights their injury woes keep on going phoenix croslin would partner jackson hastings in the halves after tyson gamble's head knock i think he's like the fourth half partner that hastings has had this year lock kurt man returns to the bench after missing last week with concussion matt croker uh had that rib injury but is named and for the Warriors, Tamari Martin and Tohu Harris are named. Jazz Tavonga pushed to the bench. Bailey Sirenen, uh fills in at 12 for the suspended uh, Murata Nikore. And, oh, look. Oh, and, and Joshy Curran. Sorry, th- this wasn't in there. But Joshy Curran has returned finally to the uh, full-strength squad. He hasn't been pushed out, which is nice. With that in mind, guys, I've only got one guy, which is Lockie Miller. As dumb as it sounds, the reason why we're talking about it is because some people are still going, should you get on? 625k. I don't know, guys. His seal seems like one of those guys who's got that real ceiling to him. I'd almost still get on. Wouldn't you, Nick? What's the price? That's 625, did you say? 625. He's got a he's got a very low break even here. Five break yeah, even. Yeah, so price of 43. Yeah, he's a 50 point guy, I reckon. So yeah, still still some uh, really nice conservative value there. Yeah, he's just He's only had six NRL games. He's absolutely killing it. And the way that he was playing so late into that game, like it was benefited by the fact that it was a 90-minute game, but he was still running hard at the end of it. He has absolute legs for days. He's owned by 99% of the top 100, so get him. Yeah, 28% of the league. So Who's the one who doesn't? And who does he have? (laughs) Some monster. (laughs) Anyway. John Johnson. I'd say get on. Uh, with that in mind, Mitch, let's talk about the other fullback, Charles Nickel Clockstad. What are we thinking? 
Look, 437K at a 19 break-even. I do think he's fast approaching uh, his value. So I don't know, Nick, and I'll be guided by you if I could recommend a buy. I do think his value is in that low 40. So maybe there's 100K of value there. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. 120, think, yep. Yeah, I think you're fast approaching the point where it's like maybe not time, but... If you're going to do it now is the time. The other one, Torhu Harris, he plays around 13. I've invested. If he is sat this week, which he wasn't, uh, it'll likely be the last one. Uh, they're taking their time, and to my mind, that's a good thing to look after him because it means when he does play, he's going to crack out points. He's a top-tier fantasy player. Don't overthink it. If you have him, he's a hold. Awesome. Uh, yep, look, I'm, I've got three very good middles at the moment. I've got... Uh, but I'm looking to add in Harris as my fourth, definitely. I'm simply due to the fact that he plays round 13, but also he's just well, playing really swap, well. You could just swap Murray to Harris when the time comes. I could, but I like Harris now as well as later. <laughs> All right, let's have a chat about the next guy, Nick. SJ, we talked about him a lot, but what are we doing? Um, Look, he's on an absolute tear this year, 67.2 average. The try score was just sublime. He's a real catalyst for the squad too. Yeah, from a stats point of view, 500 kick meters his last four weeks, 20 tackles plus, uh, say, two goals just gives him a really nice floor of 40 per week. So any uh, tacky stats over that are gold. Uh, he's run for 70-plus meters his last three games too, which is handy, but it worries me from the injury point of view, which uh, Mitch has brought up over the last couple of weeks. Now it's like the riskiest time to jump on for those considering. I, As I've mentioned, I've mentioned it that many times. I'd get Burden. He's 150k cheaper. Um, but that said, I think SJ looks like a keeper. I just think he's a low 50s average Okay, for the rest of the season. I do not think the 67 is um, sustainable. No. The, 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 uh, there's not too many super come get back games against the Sharkies, is there? Hell no. And it'll if be only missing someone Nikore had this week, actually. that he was going to play like this. Yeah. But uh, he'll also be missing Nikore this week. I think that he's been part of SJ. He's having that guy who really does run that ugly short line, who's that big body who players have to square up on. So yep. I think having Bailey Siren, a t- totally different uh, type of player, I do think SJ will be hurting a little bit this week. So now that I'm thinking about that as well, I think I will not get SJ this week. Obviously, hold and the only guy I'd trade him to would be Heinz O'Cleary. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That, that. I wouldn't sell him under any means if you have him. I just wouldn't jump on necessarily. Yeah, he plays last one, guys, for me Jackson Ford, 418k from 44 uh, points last week. Just continue to hold. He's got a 0.62 ppm and 80 minutes on the edge, which is not elite, but it's pretty damn good. Um, he's a legit borderline final keeper at this stage based upon um, his uh, DPP. He's almost got another 300K to ma- uh, make to meet his um, around 700K price target. So he's still a buy if you're looking for a DPP. Uh, if you haven't got him, go get him in. Yep, he's definitely a buy. He should be like one of those guys stop, go and get. Uh, guys, uh, we feel a bit sorry for the Knights at this time because they've got so many injuries. But uh, uh, Mitch, what have you got on us? I've got the Warriors by 16. Nick? Yeah, I've got Warriors by 22. And look, I reckon that, you know, the Knights are really trying at the moment. I've got the Warriors by six there. I reckon that uh, the, the Warriors will come home late, but the Knights, 
the Knights have got a few points in them when they put it through the hands. They'll at least try to push something to attack this year. All right, Mitch, take us away. Last game. Last uh, game. Easter Monday. Yep. I actually think this, this could be a close game. Uh, Adam Dwayne goes to 5-8th and Charlie Staines moves back to fullback in another Tigers backline shuffle. So that's just... Trying everything by the look of it. Brent Naden has returned from illness, so he takes over at centre while Asu Kapoa moves to the wing. Joe Gary places Justin Matamua on the bench with uh, Matamua named 18th man. For Parramatta forward, Sean Lang, who missed the opening five rounds, returns from broken jaw. That's huge for them. With Ryan Madison moving to lock and Jermaine Hopgood onto the bench, which is big for all those fantasy owners. Elsewhere, the suspended Bailey Simpson is replaced by Hayes Dunster, while Sean Russell swaps in for Wunga Blake in the centers. So things looking like they're starting to look up for the Eels. I know they got a few injuries to the back line, but at least they're shoring up that forward pack. Uh, Stu, why don't you kick us off with Sean Bloor and that 61? Now, look, guys, he was a late inclusion on edge, and he did pull out a very good score. He looked very decent for 61. But as I said with this Tigers team, they're just throwing things at the wall until they stick. He's being named on the bench again. I had him as a very strong buy if he's starting because he did look very good when starting, and he's a 600K player. And he, at the moment, he is uh, 334K, so there's a ton of money to be made. But you cannot buy him until we know that he's got some sort of starting spot. And he's fighting he's fighting Bateman and iPuppy for the spot. So it's just ugly. With that in mind, uh, I can't say buy him this week. If you have him, just enjoy the extra week worth of cash. Uh, speaking of iPuppy, as iPuppy, he got a 60 this week. Jeez, I wish this man would drop some cash because he is a downright final team keeper. I want him. I wish he would drop some money so that I could buy him. Uh, he He's a definite get-in, but at the moment, unless he got became cheap, it's probably not until round 17, and he has played his bias just because he's averaging 62 on the edge, even in a team that sucks. Uh, guys, Adam Dwahi uh, scored 25 last week. He's dropping cash like mad. He will, uh, actually, he will actually be a huge buy, though, at some point. Uh, I know that you're saying that. He's got a break even a 74 this week. If he drops down below 600k, surely he's got to be a buy. And if he picks up DPP, would you not have him at, at wing fullback even with turf toe? No. Kicking goals? No. Okay. Yeah, I would. Yeah. No. I made I, a pledge. It's my 2023 pledge. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying from my side, I'd take a punt on Andwai because he, he's one of those guys who is a low 60s average. And... Below 600k, he'd be priced at what 40, Nick? Um, give me a sec. Uh, 41. Yeah, 41. So we're talking about 20 points worth of value. So, yeah, he's an absolute stud in the halves, like his half stats are just insane. Yeah, it's filth. So, with a low 60s as a thought for him, and the fact that unlike Brooks, he's been renewed for 2024. I'm, th- uh, I am thinking that, and why he's a guy who I'd want in my squad. Uh, I'm just waiting until they have a buy round seven, so I'm waiting this week, and I'm watching very carefully. And he's either a round eight, round nine pickup. Guys, Ryan Madison, 
So I reckon he's is we want to see how he goes in the middle this week because I think he could be a solid pod buy for the buy rounds because he plays all major buy rounds as we know that Eels do. He's a good option for those worried about Carrigan uh, who might lose some points now that the squad's doing well. Mate, I think, uh, I think I'm going to push back on this. I think he might get a bench spot for Origin. You reckon? That would make him one of the hardest not bring-ins. I think he will get a bench spot. He could do. Well, we'll certainly need to see how he goes, right? Uh, no, no, I just I wouldn't do it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, I Look, if you, if you think he's going to play Origin, absolute 1 million percent not buy. I don't think he will, but we'll find out. Uh, well, next... okay. Can we can we can we just chat about Origin then really quick because yep. the forward pack you've got, which is quite easy to do. You've got like uh, Junior Paolo, Jake Trevojevic, Haas, um, Murray, Martin, Yo, mm-hmm. and then who else is going to fill out that bench? You have got like a Jack Whiten um, as probably your utility. Or Nico Hine, or you know someone like that. You've then got Damian Cook or Appy on the bench too, and that means you've only got one more spot on that bench. And I think Matt Madison is going to fill in the role of the guy who can play on edge, but guy who can also play in the middle and, and sort of be a catalyst for them too. So he could go. They could also go back to Saifidi, who's who's fit this year and playing. I don't. But then if or they have like an injury in the edges. Yeah, that's the only other comp- – you're right. That's the only other competition. I, I think it's a two-horse race between them two. Yeah, it wouldn't be Oluquato, I don't think, in that case. Uh, so, yeah, you, you're no. likely right there. I think I think Freddie just likes that positional versatility and uh, so see if the uh, Talakai has definitely got no chance of getting it. No. If if he comes back in, um, I don't even own a Blues jersey, but if I did, I'd be bidding it. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, with that in mind, the uh, – the other one that I could have looked at just a little bit, fellas, Dylan Brown. It's just turning my head just a little bit because he's got a great schedule. Again, as we talked about for the Eels, he's dropped a bunch of cash, so he's dropped around 100K. Uh, I'm thinking that if he turns it around this week against the Wretched Tigers, I've got a buy rating on him. So I'm watching this week, but I wouldn't be mad if anyone bought him this week. Of course, you can also go you can go pick up uh, Sean Johnson, but he's another 100K. And he's, and he's sort of at that pricing risk, whereas we know that Dylan Brown, uh, he'll probably get back to that 750k mark. So other guys that we need to look at is Jack Johns. So he's worth a look in a squad hurting for depth. Uh, 350k, minus one break even. I'm not sold on him yet, but if he wins his spot next week, I reckon I might hop on. Nick? I know he's, he's probably not necessarily on your radar, but would you show any interest? He's averaging 42.5 in his two games so far. Yeah, I think he's one of those guys you've got to get on this week, uh, personally, because um, isn't Saifidi due back uh, a couple more weeks' time? So um, he might be relegated back to the bench with Leo Thompson yeah. back to lock, you know what I mean? That's true. And I guess he's really in that Adam Elliott spot, isn't he? So uh, with that in Correct. mind, uh, I guess it's when is Adam Elliott coming back? I have no idea. Because I think they've realized that Kurt Mann is probably a bit of a danger there, which is why he's at 14 this week. Because playing at 13 is probably that HIA risk. So I don't want him starting the game. But with with Jack Johns, surely we can, um, you know, I guess maybe Mitch, do we have any idea on Adam Elliott? Have we heard anything? No, I haven't heard anything. Okay, with that in mind, look, 
It says groin indefinite. Yeah, yeah. it's that pubic injury. Yeah, with that in mind, I reckon you can pick up Jack Johns. I, he'll make some serious money this week. Like you know, if he That's a spicy choice this week. Very spicy. If he gets 45, right, over the next three weeks, he'll make you 150K. Ooh. I'm just saying, like, for those people who've got, you know, exit this week, he'll make you a ton of money. Uh, if you missed Hosking, he's not a bad, like, alternative. You know what I mean? Like, he's like a really poor man's Hosking. Really poor man's Hosking. But also... He's not 550. He's 350. You can That's take point. any nugget in your squad. You can take Tommy Talau, right? And turn him into, if you've got a bit of cash. Uh, he's the last guy I want to watch because I reckon there's a little bit of spice in Jack Johns. Uh, Leo Thompson, he's been playing out of skin. We thought he was the world's biggest dud. He's another guy we got wrong, guys, because he's been playing. No, no, no. I, I, you were right. I, I think I put you off him incorrectly, my bad. Well, look, he scored a 60 last week, fellas. He's he's absolutely going ballistic here. If you got on Leo Thompson, sort of 100K go, you could end up trading him to a real keeper, which is hilarious. Uh, it's too expensive. Now, Mitch, we've got to talk about uh, Bateman because he's he's a decent guy, but got a 34 last week with that rib injury. What are we thinking? Mate, he's got an ankle injury continuing to loom and now possibly that rib problem. I promised in 2023 I wouldn't touch these sorts of players, so I'm not keen. He's also playing on the Tigers. Yep. No, he's definitely just a chuck a star on until he is fit and the team turns it around. Uh, Nick, speaking of guys who drop in cash, Appy Coruscant. Yeah, he's got a 57 break even, so uh, don't... Um, I. I Sell him pretty quickly, to be honest. Um, but in terms of picking him up, I think he's just going to wait two or three more weeks. He could hit sort of mid 400K soon. Um, last week, yeah, he played 80 minutes, missed nine tackles. The week before, he played 80 minutes, missed six tackles. But then this week, he played 54 minutes and missed zero tackles. So he's really all over the place statistically. He really can't put it together. So if he does drop any more cash, you need a week or two of some signs of life in the old dog before you can bring him in. So... Sort of got to wait two, three weeks for him to drop the money. He's then got to perform for a week or two, and then you jump on. So, um, just keep keep him on your uh, on your chuck star. You know your watch list. Yep, he's definitely watch list with that buy next week. But it's we just got to watch these because Appy's close to a keeper, and he's at a huge discount now, isn't he, Nick? What almost what 150k so far? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so we really want to him gets close to that 500k. I may be forced to bring him because these. Cheapies that you buy will be it's almost a straight swap. Yep. All right. So Easter Monday, uh, Mitch, what have you got? Uh, mate, I got the Eels by 30. Excellent. Nick, what have you got? Uh, Eels by 20. <laughs> and uh, Nick's just changed it there because he had the Eels by 30 written down. And uh, look, I've got the Eels by 12. I reckon that they'll, they'll just be a little bit off the pace while they change a few places there. Guys, we missed one very, very important person here Jermaine Hopgood he's been oh, benched geez, that is important <laughs> just Holy hold him crap. just hold him just hold him yeah. what's it to do just hold him one I, week I, yeah I, I'd say just hold him for a week because he's got that break even of 45 45 and, yeah and we've got to see what uh, Junior Paolo where he comes back where everyone ends up so Mitch Heavy would you sell him this week I'm tempted to just because I'm I don't know if I have the depth to punch out a good score and I want to keep my fantasy team uh, Who would you rolling. sell him to? Uh, I'm thinking of selling him to Matt Burton. Okay. I, okay. I, I think that's a risk that you, 
you end up with around the same score, but you could make some cash. Yeah, uh, but if Hopgood's benched, right? Where is his where are his minutes coming from? And and by the way, I won't make the same cash because Hopgood's at seven thirty and Matt Burton's at six twenty. That's true. Well, and we've I guess... already said that Burton had a hundred k minimum value. Uh, and and the thing is, right? You've got Madison plays big minutes, Lane plays big minutes. Uh, Cartwright's probably you know anytime soon dropping out. It's like Hopgood's not getting those eighty minute games, and that's where those big points were coming from. Well, I, I'm just looking at. I'm saying that if he's taking that Maddo spot from last season, right, where he's coming off the interchange, so I, I've I'm only taking that was sixty. That was a sixty minute roll, right? So he was averaging fifty one point four minutes for a fifty nine average. Now Madison, yeah, Madison fifty minutes, fifty one point four minutes Ooh. last year for fifty nine minutes. Okay, that's not good. Is that so, is that excluding injuries? Yeah, that's excluding injuries. That 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 that's okay. his performance this last year, coming off that bench in that interchange role. Okay. Mm. So, fifty-one minutes. So, if he takes that fifty-one minute role, which I think that there is in this squad, right? Because if I'm looking at the rest of this bench, so if we have a look here, we've got Brendan Hands, who's hooker only. We've got Jack Murchie, who plays a bit of middle, and we've got Makatoa. Yeah. So yep. Jermaine Hopgood here, I could see taking a fair chunk of those minutes. The other guy we've got to talk about, so I'd say hold for this week and we just see how it shakes out next week. But you may need to sell. And if you It's actually not a terrible sell. It's not a terrible one because you know he's not getting like eighty minutes or seventy minutes. You sort of know that. So That's true. But uh, but do you reckon that Maddo keeps that thirteen? Or is he there this um, week? Yeah, I just I just think it's fair to say Hopkins probably a fifty to sixty minute player now, not not that seventy eighty where he's getting those stupid scores, you know. Yep. With that in mind, okay, and you've made your money quickly. Who would you sell to? Oh, you just cash it out, right? Yeah, that's it. You you can certainly trade down to trade up. I'm tempted to uh, wait a week and try and get Hines with him if he doesn't pan out. Because he's priced at 50 now, Hopgood. So um, if you're sort of thinking that 50, 60 minutes, I think 50 is a sort of fair type of average based upon um, his PPM. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the only other thing is, is that if you do want to keep him and he's around that price point, he does play around 13. So you, you want to yep. sell him to someone else. So anyway, I, I, I'm going to wait a week to... Sh- See how it shakes out. I'm not. I'm not convinced that Cartwright keeps that role on the edge. Bryce Cartwright's named at twelve, right, fellas? So yeah. he, he shifted yeah. to the right edge. Uh, outside of Mitch Moses, there's every chance that they push Matto back to an edge, and Jermaine Hopgood back to thirteen. Yeah, uh, the other thing with Hopgood is um, if Madison's playing Origin, then Hopgood will get the extra minutes for that really crucial round, so he could really pop that week. You know what I mean? For sure. The, the other guy that we've got to talk about, guys, Matt Dury, he's been named at 19. He is 100% sell. He's been a sell for a couple of weeks. He is now 1,000% sell. And Sean Russell, really quickly, because Sean Russell is a bit of a fantasy gun, uh, but he's a fantasy gun because he uh, he loves a try. I'm not sure how we'll go in the centers. What are you guys feeling about Sean Russell? No, thanks. Excellent. No, okay. Not interested. No, three nineteen k. Look, this is not the worst option, but there's absolutely no job security with him because I think they're just throwing things to the wall, seeing what sticks. 
uh, with that in mind, guys, we've got to get to the last one with Sharks. There's really only two players we need to talk about, which is Teague Wilton and Nico Hines. So, guys, Hines, are we getting on next week? Are we saving up some cash, Mitch? Real quick. Uh, I, ha- I haven't looked that far ahead, mate. I'm going to say okay. n- no thoughts yet. No thoughts. Nick? Probably not because he doesn't play 13. I just can't have Cleary and Hines out. Yeah, it's a pretty ugly game. Yep. For me, I'm pretty much in the same. I kind of want Nico in just to get me some scores. But yes, the the dual fact that they both be out and the fact that Nico could end up playing six for Origin, he does feel like a little bit of a risk for me. So I, I think that if he doesn't play Origin 1, I want to pick him up round 14. So, because by that point, he's played two out of his three buys. 100%. Excellent. Okay, and Teague Wilton, Nick, uh, 620k, are we keeping him? Uh, 100%. I think um, just hold on to him. Uh, He's a few more high scores in his game still. Uh, He's yet to get his missed tackles down. He's had four last couple of weeks. So, uh, I don't think he'll be a high 50 scorer, but I think he'll be a low 50 scorer, which means he has another 140k or so to make. So he's definitely worth a hold. So don't 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 sell him this week. Hold on. Awesome. Okay, so uh, booms and busts this week. So for me, I've got boom, which is boom is holding on to trades this week unless you have to, right, to fill the 17. So if you've like me, you've spent quite a few trades in the last few weeks. For me this week, I'm probably going to hold on to quite a few. And... For bust for me, I don't think anyone is a big bust this week. Uh, I think that Joey Tarpanay, we just want to keep a little bit of an eye on. I still want to keep him, but he's he's the only other guy who I think could be, you know, could disappoint us a little bit. Mitch, who have you got as a boom? I got Cody, I got Cody Nikarima as the boom of the week. And uh, no major thoughts on bust. There's no one who's crazy, crazy bad. No, that's it. Uh, and Nick, who have you got? I've got um, Burton. As a boom, I think he's um, back on the train. And uh, I don't know who to bust this week. This is a tricky one. Uh, who's got a tough matchup? <laughs> uh, um, oh, I'll bust... Um, geez, I really don't... This week against the Panthers. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, I need to win that sandwich. By the way, I had a look at um, <laughs> the sports bet history the last five. The Panthers have smashed the Seagulls like the last five meetings by like... <laughs> no. Yum, yum, yum. 28-6, 28-16, 46-6, 42-12. And uh, back in 2019 was the last close one, which was 15-12. But yeah, so it's, got, it's, it's looking bad for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I, that's yeah. why I was like, I was. I was just trying to extract the last ounce of sandwich out of you, mate, with the driving you down. All right. Uh, I, I reckon the Raiders will be a tough one this week. I reckon Hudson Young is not in for a good week. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Awesome. So oh, can- no, I'm going to bust Dwayne. I'm going to bust Dwayne. Oh yeah. Oh, enough. now you're on the train. Okay. With that in mind, guys, let's quickly go through the captain. My captain. I've got Cleary. Uh, as my captain this week. And vice-captain uh, Harry Grant is looking like a very good vice-captain. It'll be a tight game against the Roosters. And spicy one, I got David Fafita. I reckon he'll have a very good game against the Dragons. He is historically a very good performer against them on the edge, even if they're not playing Aaron Woods this time, so he won't get like a free like two-tackle bus try. <laughs> uh, Mitch, who have you got? 
Uh, I've got Cleary and Haas as captain and vice, respectively, and then Mitchell Moses, the uh, flat track bully for the spicy pick against the Tigers. Yeah, he's probably going to get like a quintuple, isn't he? All right, Nick, who have you got? Yeah, I'm with Mitch, 100%. Moses is a spicy one. That's a really good good one. Excellent. I've got no trades this week. I'm going to try and hold unless I can be convinced to go to Lemmer early. Mitch? Old. Yeah, Nick? Yeah, same, mate. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have a sniff around a couple of uh, – sniff around like Nick Arima or so another couple of cheapies just to really weigh it up. But, yeah. Yeah, Nick, I think, I think as, as I've sat here, I've thought about a few different ones, but I'm just not feeling good about any of them. And, you know, I, I'd rather have a few trades up my sleeve for yeah, look, the origin period. Unless Cody Nikarima gets to 60, you've probably got a week on him, right? Yep, that's that's my thoughts. I can wait one week and everyone else on my team is going to make quiche. So I'd okay. rather just leave him alone. Okay, look, we're going to go through the questions. Uh, Jared Butler says, who would you trade to get Sean Johnson? It's not worth chasing. I think we've said that he's probably near the end point of his points, unless you're absolutely short of half. Uh, Ross Ritchie says, is this Lawson time? I'm pretty sure I said no to that one, simply due to the fact that playing off the bench, he averaged about 23. Brendan Vickery asks, best center under 530K, thinking Lemma Elo is safe, but Lomax and Cobo could be decent pods. Nick, you like Lomax, and we know about Cobo. Who would you pick between those three? Yeah, I love Lomax. Um, he, but the only problem is I can't get a gauge on the Dragons. Like, I watched, I watched all their games pretty closely, but it's just like, I don't know what to do. Okay, so don't you probably don't need Lomax. that stress in your life. Don't buy, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. I wouldn't buy yeah, someone but... Cobo either. He's he's the same, no, same no, no. dude. Cobo is definitely the worst, yeah. I would say Lemuelu, Lomax, and Cobo in that order. But Lomax is like a career 40-point center, so I'd go Lomax. That's just like the layup, and you just hold him all the year. He, does, he doesn't have a buy into round 16. He's not playing Origin. Like that, That's my reasoning. That's... Whereas uh, Lemuelu's got a um, sunset because um, who's coming back? Is it Bromwich or whoever plays that edge? Uh, Br- um... Bromwich was moved to the middle. It's it's There's every chance that uh, Kafusi comes back and takes the spot. That one, yeah. So Lemuelu's got a sunset, whereas you know Lomax is a forty-point guy. Yeah, though Lemuelu did win the spot before Kafusi, like they moved Bromwich to prop to stiffen up the middle from memory. But you're right; there's no certainty around Lemuelu, whereas you know that Lomax is the centre. Uh, Zeril Toliafoa asked Tromit, "What do you think getting involved means? A new role, or is it standard 2022 Latrell, Mitch?" Yep, hang on, I'm just processing that. He, he got whacked by the coach basically saying he's got to be more involved. Do you think he will? No, he's carrying, he's, a just PC- so- he's carrying a PCL injury and what, you think the coach telling him to get involved is going to do something? Trell does Trell things. And how many kilos is he carrying to? Like eight? Same kilos more than he should? So like, yeah, like Ten, seriously. Yeah. Latrell, I think, you know, will be better just generally this season and that knee's causing him problems. I do think he's he's probably got five to ten more points in him than what he's been displaying week to week, but I don't think the but coach getting upping is going to change anything. I so think this he- forward pack is going to be better. He's going to have just better field positioning just to ice plays though this week. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah. His knee his knee's going to be pretty close this week. I reckon one more week. So yeah, so it could be trial week, mid week next week. Try say that quickly. Yep. Okay. Uh, Luke Watt asks, thoughts on Lindsay Smith? We already spoke about him, which is probably not. 
can go Trindle to Lindsay Smith and Cardi to SJ. Thoughts? That's two people we don't want to two people we do want. Is that not correct, Nick? Um, sorry, who are you saying is good and who are you saying is bad? Okay, so I'm saying he's getting rid of Trindle and Cartwright. Yep. And he's getting so, Lindsay Smith and SJ. Yeah. Um, the, I'm assuming he needs the mid for a reason. I'd probably look elsewhere. I'd get Jack Johns maybe this week. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, so Luke it's, ris- White. it's riskier, I think, than Lindsay Smith. But yeah, it's good. Oh uh, well, Lindsay Smith normally wasn't in the squad, right? He's only into the fact that there's a couple of injuries. So I'm not sure he's there full time. I'll be honest with you. Yep. Like agreed. Uh, once yep. once everyone moves back into their regular positions, Lindsay Smith is playing uh, Reggie's. Yeah, Martin comes back. Sorensen goes to the bench. See you, Lindsay Smith. That's right. So with that in mind, I would say uh, go get Jack Johns. Take a punt. Three weeks of forty-five. So you're laughing. Uh, man, now I want Jack Johns this week. Moving on. Uh, he says, cheers for the pod. So, yes, Def, thank you. Uh, Nathan Affleck, I would turn off the lights on the Carter party this week. No, he's named on an edge. Would you sell him, Mitch? No, not yet. Not while he's in the starting school. Hold, hold. That's hold. right. Are you playing him this week, fellas? I don't have him. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, I, I, he got a 34 last week. I'm, I'm just moving him down. As dumb as it sounds, my bench is like how I feel about players. So he was second. Now he's probably down to third or fourth, maybe. Uh, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, but I've got to move Preston to my starting squad. <laughs> uh, now, thought on Brad Thorne's love child, Lindsay Smith, and Calm Pereira for cash making. I think. <laughs> so I think we said Lindsay Smith. No, I think we said Calm Pereira too risky, right, Nick? I just don't see Camperer. It's just, yeah, no, 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 no. So I it's may, it. maybe Cody, Nicarima, and Jack Johns as the riskier options to make some kish. Uh, Phil McCormack asked, is Lawton a buy? We said no. Sam Hayes, need an exit strategy for Smith Shields with 48K in the bank. Whoa. So Smith Shields is currently, I want to say, Nicarima? 273k, so 273, 281, 320. Nicarima? Jack Johns? Could you get Jack Johns? Nah, Jack Johns is 354. Oh, no. Harme Sele, 298. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Or or, um, Nicarima, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, there's a few few guys out there to have a look at. So, Nicarima, uh, Sele, or... Well, experienced Nicarim Marcelli, right? Uh, if you or, need a centre, you're pretty screwed. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, And if you need to go to the absolute casino, you can go Camperiera and just hope that he gets a double. And then you'll make 200k and you'll be laughing. He could do that. Okay, last question, which I think we answered. So, Nick, this one's for you. With no Milf Sullivan and being maxed out in price, is Hammer a sell? And if so, who are you selling to? Nah, I think I'd hold him. I don't think there's a reason to sell him, personally. Yep, me too. I'll be honest with you. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna speak to you guys, but we probably need a wing fullback week next week. Where we've got to talk about who are these guys that we want to sell to because I know that we've got a few guys rising in price. They're going to cap out, right? But who do we want to buy? Because <laughs> like do none we... of the wing fullbacks at the moment, not at all. No, do we want to buy Greg Marzi? Like it's this is the kind of no. where, this is the life we're living at the moment because the most expensive wing fullback in the game at the moment is Ryan Pappenhausen. Followed by Jake. <laughs> hold, hold on. 
did you guys expect to see this happen this year? So you've got Ryan Pappenhausen, who's not playing. Then you've got Jacob Carraz. Then Dylan Edwards. Yeah, that's madness, eh? Then Jerry Manu, who's I called Jacob Carraz, You did, you did. you got Latrell Mitchell, who's lost 107 grand. And then Turbo. And then Ruben Garrick. And then Greg Marzu. So this is where we're at. I think, think uh, Reese Walsh might be keeper of this, right? That's what I mean. So, so we've got to work out what does the keeper look like in 2023, right? Not that little bitch. <laughs> it's bleak, isn't it? That's it. All right. With that in mind, fellas, we're almost done. I think that is the end of the questions. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that sandwich bet, fellas. So, uh, Nick, can you write that one down? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I'll make a post about it. I've got this. Excellent, because, you know, Mitch now owes me so many sandwiches, you know, I think I can just buy a Subway myself now. So, <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone at home for listening. Look, we've hit a 1,000 listeners for a few weeks in a row now. Thank you everyone at home for doing it. We really oh, appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, everyone. And th- thank you for, you know, first-time listeners. Thank you especially for long-term listeners. If you've been listening to us from last year, get your head checked. But also, thank you a lot. We really do like it. Uh, with that in mind, it's the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast Round 6 Teamless Tuesday signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.